morning all gathered here in online worshiper. If we haven't met, my name is Kerry, one of the pastors serving First United Methodist Church. Are you happy? You happy? Yeah, it's a reality that everyone wants to be happy. So what is happiness? So when it comes to happiness, uh, we find ourselves like looking to our family or friends or the relationships. Or it's also about doing things we really enjoy, whether it's a hobby or something we're passionate about or just for fun or relaxing activities. Moreover, we will be happy when we feel financially safe and secure, right? I get all happy just sniffing coffee goodies it's while it's brewing. I'm so happy. People have different ways to describe happiness, right? Some says it's about feeling positive emotions, Others says it's about enjoying things or it's doing well in life. Happiness is a universal desire, right? But you see, when we make our happiness our only goal or focus, it can sometimes leave us feeling like we are missing something. Imagine someone who always wants others to like and approve of them. They spend a lot of time on social media and hoping to get likes and compliments and they worry too much about what others think. But even if they get some approval, they feel still empty inside, right? Think of our social media post that has a countless likes and approval, but they still feel empty inside because it goes away. So this is because if we, don't, if we only care about what others think to be happy, you might forget how important it is to love yourself. We are always on the outlook for the next exciting thing and the next desire, thinking it will bring us happiness, only to realize that it doesn't last very long. So I would like to introduce a perspective shift. I encourage you to find happiness through gratitude. Gratitude comes from the Latin word gratis, which means pleasing or the thankful. You know, unlike being indebted, you know, gratitude doesn't involve feeling like you owe something in return. Just about being thankful for something tangible or intangible in the present. By being grateful, we'll see that happiness isn't something far away, since it helps us to see that happiness in our current circumstances, nothing something hard to find. So practicing gratitude leads to happiness. Psalm 136 is like a special song that expresses thanks to God for particularly leading the Israelites out of Egypt and helping them conquer Canaan, the land, a promised land. And this psalm can be roughly divided into main two parts. And first part is gratitude toward God. Looking at first three verses, it says, Give thanks to the Lord. For God is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. In concluding with the idea of give thanks to the one who does. And that one is God. So it speaks, it speaks about who God is and how we, sh how we should respond to him. If we truly grasp who God is, most natural response is Gratitude, you know. That's why gratitude is a fundamental theme in our daily lives and faith journey. And it is also linked to our identity of believers. 
The expression, his love endures forever, is repeated 26 times in the verse 26s, each verse. And Hebrew word for his love is hesed, which, which has a rich meaning that it is really hard to translate into English. So it's about God's love and mercy and his grace, which we don't earn or deserve. That's why Martin Luther, the German priest and theologian, suggested, suggested translating as grace, signifying that God is merciful, he's generous, and he's, he's loving to us. So grace is God's favor or as a gift from God, which we haven't done anything to earn it. While our feelings change all the time, God's love and grace is 24-7 the same. This is the ultimate reason for us to be thankful. So the whole Psalm 136 is like a big ocean of thanks with waves going on and on and on. So it is often used as a prayer and hymnal in the liturgy. While Israelites repeat this simple rhythm, they broke, from, they broke free from daily struggles and stresses and, and learned to appreciate God's loving kindness deeply. Are you familiar with the rule, uh, the 50-40-10 rule of happiness? This rule comes from the psychology professor Sonia in her book called The How of Happiness. She says that 50% of happiness is determined by our genes. Some people may naturally have a more optimistic or happy disposition due to their genetic makeup. 40% of happiness is determined by our, by our internal state of mind. Put plainly, it's saying that the stuff we decided to do in our lives can have a big effect on how happy we are. This includes showing gratitude, having a good relationships, going after our personal goals, and doing things that make us feel joyful and content. Only 10% of our happiness comes from our circumstances, which are often beyond our control. I disagree. The 50% people are naturally predisposed to be happier than others, which doesn't seem fair, right? But I agree that what we do and how we think are essential for our happiness and contentment. So if only 10% of our happiness is tied to our circumstances, we have the capacity and choice to bridge the remaining gap, right? It means we have the power to enhance our happiness through our mindset and behavior, which is relevant to practicing gratitude. Have you ever heard of country, Bhutan? Bhutan is a country in the mountains between China and India. And agriculture is a primary source of livelihood for them. And they ranked 174th among the 196 countries in terms of GDP. It's like a money making. Interesting thing is that in 2011, the New Economics Foundation announced Bhutan as the world happiest country. Isn't it, isn't it surprising? The Bhutan, the poor country, has the highest, the happiest index. Ten years later, however, according to the World Happiness Report released in 2019, Bhutan ranked 95th out of 156 countries. Why was that? With the development of the internet, people found themselves comparing their lifestyles 
to those in the more affluent countries. In the past, there was no basis for comparison. So they were happy with their, their own ways. But now, due to these comparisons through internet, they have mo become mo aware of their country's relative poverty. The situation hasn't changed, but uh, because of the comparisons, Bhutan is no longer as happy as it used to be. So it definitely shows that happiness isn't deeply tied to our positions or circumstances. Happiness is the individual's satisfaction or, you know, how we, or how we see it. And that's different for everyone. If, it, it's hard for people who aren't content to be grateful. One common tendency of human nature is that we're always feeling like something is lacking. Guess what? My wife often feels like there's something lacking. She surprises me with goodies from Amazon every single day. A lot of people always want to buy things, right? Like uh, smartphones, cars, or your know, trendy fashion items. But here's the twist. As soon as we get that one, there's newer version or a trend that catches our eyes, right? As always, we still keep craving the next new thing. You know, kind of, kind of like an endless cycle of, gotta have it, gotta have it. Furthermore, there's often a tendency to go with the flow if everyone else is buying something, it can make us feel like we should do the same. And when we see others with the things we don't have, it can start up feelings of exclusion. Ironically, you know, once we acquire the very thing, same things others have, we come to realize that we are not different from them. And the sense of being unique starts to fade away. And consequently, we find ourselves once again chasing after something new and different. Human desires can sometimes seem like an unquenchable void. It becomes clear that owning material things rarely leads to lasting contentment. So gratitude is the remedy for this. If we don't pause to appreciate what we, what we have in the here and right now, we will never truly be content. Practice gratitude helps us to appreciate our current circumstances and preventing us from constantly pursuing the next desire. It is like applaud, applauding our own efforts, achievements, and, uh, and uh, just life. We may make gratitude a habit, the feeling of being scattered or like restless just goes away. Now, let's see that John chapter 6, verses 10 through 11, which is about how important gratitude was in Jesus' life and his ministry. Jesus was talking to a large crowd, and they had been with him the whole day and were getting hungry. Jesus asked his followers, what food do we have? And they replied, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And let's see what Jesus did next. Have the people sit down. There was a plenty of grass in the place, and they sat down. About 5,000 5, men were there. And Jesus then took the loves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Jesus didn't complain about not having food at all. Instead, he took the loves and fish filled with 
gratitude, thank God for what he had in the present. A miracle occurred demonstrating the effectiveness of gratitude in action. What was initially insufficient turned into a more than enough. Practicing gratitude is powerful. But you might say, well, it's because it's Jesus. I know, I know, I understand that. But you know what? Numerous studies conducted by universities show that practice of gratitude has power in our lives. Two psychologists, Dr. Robert and Michael, did a study on gratitude. They asked people to write sentences about different things. One group wrote about what they were thankful for. Other group wrote about what annoyed them. And third group just wrote about events without focusing on good or bad. You know, 10 weeks later, the thankful group felt healthier, exercised more, and saw the doctor less. Another researcher, Dr. Martin, tested different happiness methods on 411 people. When people were asked to write and give, give a thank you letter to someone who was never properly thanked before, they experienced a significant increase in happiness scores. And this impact was greater than any other intervention. And its benefits lasted for a month. And there's more. In a study at the University of Pennsylvania, fundraisers who received a message of gratitude from their director made 50%, 50 more fundraising calls than those who did not. Managers who expressed gratitude to their employees may notice increased motivation and effort. It can also make relationships better. Saying thanks in couples leads to more positive feelings and easier discussions about concerns. So remember couples. This, suggests, this study suggests that being grateful is linked to well-being, emotional maturity, and happiness and contentment. But don't get me wrong, it doesn't you know, require us to deny our life's imperfections, burdens, complaints, or other challenges. Instead, it invites us to find the positive aspects in our lives. In the midst of life's complexity, practicing gratitude helps us recognize and appreciate you know, many things we have received from others, whether they are big or small. I know it's easy to thank God when everything is going well. Like, you know, our kids are really good or our prayer seems to be answered very quickly and, um, and we have extra money for fun instead of fixing things in the house like leaky roofs. But when parenting gets tough, prayer responses are delayed, we lose our health, and our finances are tight. Gratitude isn't so natural. So if we're struggling to find reasons to be grateful, I kindly encourage you to start with small things, just little things. Even on the most challenging days, there are hidden pockets of gratitude waiting to be uncovered. It may take some effort, but the rewards are certainly worth it. Isn't there a lot to be thankful if we just take a close look around? During the COVID period, we all realized how much we underestimated the small things and how grateful we were. For instance, we recognized we took hugs and handshakes for granted during pandemic. We kind of took hanging out with friends and families for granted. 
But then during lockdowns, we miss those cozy gatherings and the warm social vibes. Eating out in restaurants, that was a luxury we didn't fully appreciate until restrictions limited our dining options. Suddenly, we cherished the delicious food and diverse menus. Traveling to the new places, well, that turned into a once in a bloom and delight. We really began to appreciate the chance to travel to different countries more than ever. When we take a closer look, there are truly many things to be thankful for in our lives. Once the Mona Lisa uh, in the Louvre, Louvre Museum was lost, what's intriguing is more people visited when the painting was gone than the painting was there. We often realize how important something is after we lose it. We don't really see the value of our health until it's gone. And youth is like gold mine. You know, yet the youngsters can get wa can't wait to get older, not realizing what they've got. When kids finally realize how awesome their parents are, but by then, not realize, you know, their parents aren't always around. So I encourage you to appreciate the things when it's still there. There's nothing more regrettable than realizing the value of something too late. Out of the blue, the book popped up at my door to kick off the new year. Surprise, turns out my lovely lady was the undercover Amazon agent all along. Don't worry about that. It was uh, the Daily Gratitude Journal. Well, I reckon my better half thinks I'm skipping on my daily dose of thank yous. So I kicked off my career as a gratitude journalist scribbling down all the good stuff in my life. For example, my, my morning coffee, that is the true energizer every single day, and my comfy bed, the coziest world in the, the coziest cloud in the world, and my favorite song, that is the instant mood lifter, and I'm grateful to be able to preach before all of you, and uh, my wife, who tolerates my snoring, and uh, still wakes up next to me every day, can get more grateful than that. Unfortunately, I slammed the pause button on my gratitude journal at some point. You know, it wasn't easy, you know, writing something every single day, right? So I suggested that we talk about three things we were grateful for for today before going to sleep. So gratitude allowed me to see the beauty in everyday life. It enabled me to, you know, appreciate the love of family and friends and the just simple pleasure in my life and in my faith journey and in the presence of God. My better half, Hejong, is always on the treasure hunt for the bits of gratitude in her life. She says it gives her strength. And if she can't find anything to be grateful for, she says life is really hard. So she starts her day with the prayer of thanks the moment she peels her eyes open. And a month ago, I ran into Sheila talking with, talking with me for a while. In the morning, she saw a frost pattern on her car window like today feeling that's God's blessings for her. I got a permission from her, from her to use this. So making a sense, God made everything for us. Practicing gratitude can shift her focus from what her life lacks to the abundance that's already present. It also likely brings her, brings her a sense of peace, contentment, and wonder, which are 
powerful feelings, you know. It can greatly impact her journey's perspective and overall happiness. Cultivating gratitude has the potential to greatly enhance our well-being and quality of life. When I prepared this sermon, uh, there's a hymn that kept coming into my mind, and the music goes like this. is given Jesus Christ He son give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ is given Jesus Christ His Son give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ His Son poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us and now let the weak say I am strong let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord
Thank you. Thank you. Genuine gratitude goes beyond our circumstances. And it's not a matter of situational problems, but practicing gratitude leads to happiness, you know. Lots of people are unhappy because they don't appreciate what they have in the present. I know it's not easy to free from the daily struggles and the, you know, stresses. And although we are thankful for, you know, our circumstances may not always change. But practicing gratitude does change how we see it, how we feel it, and how we approach it. That's where its real benefits lies. So I particularly enjoy Thanksgiving holiday. That gives us a chance to pause and uh, take a break and uh, reflect on the things we can be thankful for. And Thanksgiving season isn't only the time we appreciate things. We can be thankful in our faith journey all year round. And I hope and pray that we don't lose our power to enhance our happiness, you know, through gratitude. And I'm convinced that that's what God truly wants us to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your enduring love and countless blessings you poured out into our lives. And help us shift our focus from the relentless pursuit of happiness to the practice of gratitude. May we find profound joy in being thankful for all that you have provided. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.